Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is your girl, Donna D, a.k.a. The Urban Mommy, and I am back with another podcast. Today, I have a wonderful, distinguished guest by the name of Miss Lucy Lou, and we are going to be talking about a lot of different things, uh, several different things, but the topic that I kind of want to focus on today is turning obstacles into assets. We're going to talk about confidence. So, Lucy Lou, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell them who you are. Thank you so much for having me, Donna. So I am a master life coach with a confidence emphasis. I am an author, speaker, and podcast host of my show, The Lucy Liu Show, which is a weekly filling station for your mind, business, and life. So I love, I'm really passionate about inspiring other women to live the most epic life by design. So that's why I'm here, hoping that you get inspired to take action and to live your best life. Gotcha. When you were younger, what did you want to be when you when you grew up? You know, there was many layers to that. I came from an entrepreneurial family, so never worked a nine to five. And then I married my husband. His family comes from a very entrepreneurial family as well. So I wanted to do business, but I was also interested in finance. So I did study economics and I interned for a financial institute. But it just didn't feel right. Like, I didn't feel aligned with the work that I'm doing, even though it might be shining on the outside, it might be a, you know, a career where it would look good on the outside, and what society deemed to be successful and enough to make enough money, but I wasn't happy. So for many years of my life, I just lived life pretty much on autopilot. Like in my 20s, I would just remember it was just a lot of work, hustling and sleep, work, sleep. So that was just life. And I realized, well, I didn't know about coaching as a career until when I learned about it, I was like, oh my goodness, that is exactly what I'm going to do for the rest of my life because it would just light me up to share my stories and to in any way possible inspires that makes me happy and it makes me want everyone to live their purpose and to be alive because this world needs more alive people. Definitely. So what was that wow moment that made you realize this is what I want to do? What was that moment? So it's funny how many of us, we are always looking for an epiphany, like that light bulb moment. And when I look back in my life, I feel like I didn't have a specific turning point in my life. And I know many um, influencers or thought leaders, they had sometimes tragically a tragic event in their life that really turned their world upside down. And they're forced to make a decision to somehow make a change or transformation in their life, right? And I think for many of us, maybe for people like me, where I just felt like I was an average Joe, 
I was just the average Jane and I wasn't special and I'm just living life. So for me, it wasn't waiting for that special moment, but it was really the decisions, my daily decisions that added up. And really, it was all the little small aha moments and lessons that added up. And I think that is a problem I see with a lot of women. They're either waiting for something to happen. They're waiting for the perfect timing to change, right? We're waiting for the new year, for that resolution to make something out of our dreams or to make that transformation or improve an area in our lives. And I think it doesn't have to be that way. It's the little things that adds up. It's the baby steps that you can start today. The daily decisions. Okay. So how long have you been a life coach? So I've been coaching for about three years. And it's, I think we are a product of our own product. I preach this. And when I'm preaching, when I'm helping others make transformations or break limiting beliefs and making a difference in their own life, I'm constantly very, very intentionally checking out my own life and listing out things that I want to change for myself, the limiting beliefs that I want to crush for myself, because I've learned that most beliefs are self-imposed, especially as women, as moms, we impose so many beliefs on ourselves and we hold on to them to be true for one so my name is Lucy Liu and uh, for the longest time I felt like I'm gonna be nobody you know my life is boring I'm just wait around until the end of time I'm not gonna do anything with my life and nothing special right but I turned 40 And I barely started my podcast. I barely wrote my book, but it's, it's a journey. No matter where, you know, where you are in your journey, you might be looking at that mountaintop, but there are different ways to get there. And even if you don't get there, enjoy every turn, every path, there's beauty in every step of your way. Okay. So in your three-year career of being a life coach, what was the best lesson that you've learned dealing with? Because I know with each case, you probably learned something as well. So which was the biggest lesson that you've learned thus far? Absolutely. So I speak on confidence and I see that no matter what the reason is for a woman to come to me for guidance, in the end, there's always something always something involved around confidence because no matter how powerful a woman is and you're all powerful if you're listening you're watching you are powerful you're remarkable remember that but even the most powerful women temporarily forget our powers so confidence i believe is absolutely the pillar for anything you want in life And I believe it is a muscle that you can build on. That's the good news that you can practice. You can promote yourself without feeling guilty. You can live the life of your choosing without feeling guilty. And also that it's really a decision. It's nothing more than simply a decision for you to live and to choose 
optimism and confidence. That is very true. So when you decided to, I see, I know you said you, you wrote a book. What kind of pushed you in that direction to start writing books? So when the pandemic hit in 2020, so we were all home working um, from home. So several of my coaching friends, we all got together and came together. And so during that shutdown, I co-authored in two books. So each of us wrote a chapter about our life to inspire. And I think really that, well, the first book, the title was uh, Women Who Boss Up. And I think in itself, it also helped us boss up. You know, it was a very difficult time that we still came together and went through with this project. So I think it's really who you surround yourself with and what you decide to do. And even when you're helping others, you're learning along the way. And there's daily lessons to be learned in everything that we do. So how you do one thing is how you do everything in life. That is so true. How important is having a life coach? And how does that compare to having a therapist? Oh, I love this question, Donna. So the difference is a therapist can work with us to shatter some of the trauma or beliefs that that you've been holding on that were caused from the past. So if you still have things from the past that you're holding on to that that's really blocking you from having the future that you envision or always dreamt of, that's when you work with a therapist, right? When you are depressed about something that already happened or something that happened in childhood, that's when you work with a therapist because it's more past and present focused. Because even if you're having problems in the present, it's still caused by something that's left untreated from the past. And the difference with a coach is a coach is more future focused. So we're focusing on the present and the future. We're focusing on your goals and reaching those goals with a plan that we draft together. So sometimes a lot of people actually, either you work with a therapist first and then work with a coach, or I've also had clients where you know, they've worked with the therapist and they feel pumped up. They feel ready to go work with a coach. And if they ever feel there's anything left from the past, then they would go back and see their therapist. So these are both very important. And I believe every coach needs a coach. I personally don't know any coaches that don't have coaches themselves. So it's really essential to have them. Wow. Okay. So... Let's talk about limiting beliefs. What is that? So limiting belief is a belief that you hold on to yourself for so long that you start believing they are the truth. For example, I always had this belief that my English isn't good enough. 
I'm the child of an immigrant, so I wasn't born an English speaker. I just always felt like I wasn't native enough, right? We always have this idea or believe about enoughness. Like fill in the blank, whatever you feel about yourself. I'm not ready enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough money. Blah blah blah. Whatever story you tell her, tell yourself. As long as there's a, enough in the sentence, it, 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 there's a high probability that it's a limiting belief because there's people that's done things with you know worse situations than you. For example, on my podcast, the Lucy Liu Show, I've had several guests where they talked about how they used to live in trailer parks, where they were homeless, you know, where they were,、um, you know, just really homeless, even with with a child. And eventually, they changed that and made six, seven figures. So basically, anything is possible, right? Your situation. If you look it up, someone out there really successful and doing the things that you want to be doing, living your dream life, they are probably in a situation, you know, maybe even worse than where you are once upon a time. So that's why it's called limiting beliefs. Is because when you have these beliefs, you believe that is what is limiting your growth. And is help making you stuck where you are now. So coming back to my story, I always felt like my English isn't good enough. And for many, when they hear this, like Lucy, what are you talking about? Right? I had straight A's in English class. I went to UCLA. I, you know, I had a perfect GPA. But that's how we are with life. When we believe something to be true. We really believe it is true, just like how some girls they feel like they're overweight when we feel they're so skinny, right? Or the ladies, the beautiful ladies that think they need, you know, one more procedure. Anything in life, it could be about health,、um, every area of your life, or in your workplace. Really, if you're hearing this. I want you to list, make a list of these thoughts that you're thinking, these beliefs you're telling yourself, that could be turned around. So if you feel you're not good enough, tell yourself you are more than good enough because enough is a decision, and that you are remarkable. So how did you gain so much confidence? How can you? So easily turn each situa- situation around. I know it took some training. So how do you do that? Absolutely. I think it took me personally decades of personal development, and that's why I love to help my clients now to expedite that process. Because when you have a coach, you have that bird's eye view. I'm like stop you in your tracks and say, "Hey, you know that's not true, right?" Because we overthink. But I think. One of the biggest ways to have more confidence is actually to get your confidence crushed, because we, as long as we are living, breathing beings, guess what? We're gonna get thrown at with curveballs. So expect curveballs, and then expect to fall down. 
But every time you do decide to get up, that's when you build your confidence muscle. And then you're going to make a decision and then you're going to keep a promise to yourself. And when you keep a promise to yourself, again, that just makes your muscle stronger. Okay. So with all of that, why are you so passionate about helping others? Helping yourself is one thing, but you having the ability to actually go out and help other women. How do you do that? Where do you find the, the strength? Oh, I'm having fun, Donna. I'm having so much fun. I, and I believe not having enough fun is the, the top reason you're not reaching your goals. For example, if I'm running a podcast and it's almost at 200 episodes now. So if I'm not having fun, it's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen, right? So Donna, are you having fun talking to interviewing your guests? I'm sure you are. Yes. Yes, I learned a lot. I love it. Right? So if you're having fun along the way, it's so much easier to find that alignment. And if you are aligned in tuned with your purpose, you know, it should feel really easy. So some people dread to go to work. Right? Then that's not your higher purpose. Yes, if, if you need to make means ends meet, you go to work. But if you don't feel that alignment, just remember it's only temporary. You can still find your purpose. Okay. What do you feel about lists, goal setting, to-do lists? Do you think that helps out with life? Oh, I love this question. I love this question so much because I don't do to-do lists at all. I hate to-do lists. I think our subconscious mind just hates to-do lists. We, we've always had them. We just try to put them off in every way possible. We think of so many excuses just to avoid doing the hard things that we need to be doing. So if you can do something in two to five minutes, do it now. And if it needs to be scheduled, make sure it's on your calendar. So um, even if it's the smallest things, like I need to log into a website to check something, I, I put it I, I put it in my phone. I put a reminder on my calendar because I'm not going to look at my list, right? And that brings so much anxiety. But yes, I have had work with clients who just really need to live by, they, they really live by their list and they must have a list or else they can't function right in life. And if you are one of those people, change the name of the list. I suggest um, there's been many names used like Taralis or Dallas so that there's a different connotation to that list that you're celebrating. You're like, ta-da! You're like, done, 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 right? It, it just feels different. That energy is very different. Right. So what about goals? Do you think it works to actually write your goals down, like to do vision boards? Does, does that help? Yes, I do believe in vision boards. I do believe in goals, um, but we've got to reverse engineer it. So it's got to be long-term goal. Like, where do you see yourself in three to five years, right? And then you work backwards. Then what do I have to do 
in three years? What do I have to do next year? Then what do I have to do this year? Then what will I be doing for the next three months? So it's a backward process, and it really needs to be chunked down to super small steps so that it's inevitable that you complete them and reach your end goal. Okay, so while having like gone through your cases and thinking about the people that you had for a life life coach, we talked about your biggest lesson. What was your biggest obstacle? Hmm. Um, personally, I haven't felt any obstacles working with clients, but it's all it's all in my own limiting beliefs. It's it's always us. It's always me, right? If I have this mentality that I'm looking for problems in myself, now I'm not blaming myself, and I don't I don't diminish my accomplishments, but I'm checking. I'm checking on myself to see what I can improve. What am I? What did I do right? What didn't I do right? And what can I do better next time? So it's really a reflection on my thoughts because people are watching you. So if I become that version of me, that embodying that version of me that I want to be with, and people around you see that. They feel that energy, and they really see that you are a change person, and they get inspired as well. So I think it's really always having that awareness of how I can be better, so that I can inspire others to live a better life as well. So I, I would say most of my obstacles are. When I find myself in that less confident version of myself, and I need to remind myself to also start over, stop overthinking, and which is one of the top things I also work with my clients because all of us overthink. We stack thoughts upon thoughts, and we get overwhelmed. Yes. So, with overthinking, that's I'm sure it's closely aligned to having high anxiety. Right? Is it kind of the same? Yes. So there are always ways to prevent it. Right? We have to have this awareness. Like now, when I have certain thoughts, then I would have this very conscious awareness that oh, I shouldn't be thinking that way. You know, I, I need to turn that around. And I think anxiety happens when we are overloaded with those thoughts. So I think there's a difference between. Overwhelm and overload. Overwhelm is just when we are constantly overthinking. We're like chronically overthinking. We're, you know, worried about things that hasn't even happened yet, or we're holding on to the bad things that happened in the past. So that's if we think those thoughts, it's going to give us anxiety. Whereas overload is you look at your calendar, you look at your daily life is really too much on the plate. Right. Sometimes it's in our mind. Sometimes it's for real. That's when you need to make a not to do list. Okay. That's that's when you make a list of the things that you're gonna stop doing. All right. What's your advice for someone who wanted to organize their life? Like I know you run into people that have like everything all over. They overwhelmed. They over everything that we just talked about a couple of minutes ago. How do you sit them down and say, "Look, let's organize your life." How do you do that? 
Oh, I love that question. So we start always start by going back to the drawing board and coming up with a dream calendar. So a lot of us are always talking about our goals or talking about the things that we want to be doing. Like I want to sleep at you know a certain time. I want to go yoga. I want to work out. You know we talk about all the things we want. But if it's not on your calendar, it's not gonna get done. So instead of just work, work, works, you know, sleep whenever, eat whenever, have a very specific dream calendar. Like, how would you really want to live your life? And block those hours on your calendar first, like your non-negotiables. If you want to, you know, exercise, when are you gonna do it? Is it on your calendar? Put that on your calendar first before you do anything else. With that being said, speaking of like putting stuff on your calendars, what do you think about creating boundaries, learning how to say no sometimes? Oh, I love this. Creating boundaries is so much easier when you have this calendar because then you you look at your dream life. You know, that's not that's not the life I want to live. So I don't have time for the extra stuff. Then it becomes really easy for you to say no. I also I'll, I also have rules. Like I set rules for myself for a lot of different areas, like money rules, social media rules. Like I set rules for myself so that it makes my decision making so easy. Like it makes my boundaries easy because I've set these calendar and rules. So if someone asks me for a question or you know, I, I can just look at my calendar. And say no. And you don't feel any guilt. No, no, because I come first,、mm. and I think it's gonna show, especially to our children.、Um, my daughter is very confident, and I believe that is my greatest gift to her for not feeling guilty. Right.、Um, I want to raise her well, but I don't want to feel guilty for having fun. I tell her, "Mommy went to get nails done. Mommy is going to get a massage." I want her to see that I come first, and I want her to see that it's okay for her to live the life of her choosing. And I think our kids are watching us. So, how you want them to live a life, you be that example. Okay, I like that. So, can you please explain again? Because a lot of people are confused when mothers say that they have to put themselves first. Sometimes we get demonized, we get criticized for saying it. But can you please explain from your perspective why it's important to keep yourself first? Ah,、uh, this is such a good question as well because,、um, like, when you hop on a plane. Do they tell you that you need to put on your oxygen mask on yourself first before you put it on your child? Right. Same meaning that if you are not at your best, you're not at the best version of yourself. You're not able to give it all. Give what your kid should receive. Because 
I heard the saying when my daughter was very young. If your child is breathing and alive, you're an amazing mom. That's all you got to do, right? Obviously, we're bringing them up. We are putting food on the table and we are teaching them all the morals. That's what we're here for. But other than that, yeah, she comes. What I say she comes first, I would say family first. Family first. Like, you know, I do. That just means I give priority to her events, to her school events. I give priority for my family time. But before that can all happen, I need the energy. I need the energy to even get out there. And that's why you need to put yourself, the mom, first. So you attend all your non-negotiables first. And another problem is women care too much about what other people's going to say, right? If your daughter's napping and, and you're napping too, right? Is that wrong instead of doing laundry? No, you get to decide how you want to live your life. Just remember that your life is yours. You get to decide how you want to live. And again, where you are today and where you are in the future is all made up of your decisions. Yes. I tell my kids all the time, I say that I'm the captain of the ship. That's right. I'm the pilot, the captain, the pilot. If something goes, goes, if we go down, you know, something <laughs> happens to me, we're going down. So we have to make sure that mommy's mental health is where it needs to be exactly exactly it can be tough all right so another question i have so i know you are a life coach do you also do relationship coaching no i don't um there's a lot of um wonderful relationship coaches out there so always seek help there's help readily available and when you just have a third eye bird eye view from a different perspective it makes a world of difference definitely does okay um we briefly discussed your books but can you tell us a little bit more about the books that you wrote yes um so while my upcoming book is a solo book i it launches september 8th and it's called Confident and Epic. So it is 21 decisions that I made and I'm teaching you these 21 decisions to live your best life and each chapter has a one-page journaling prompt at the end of it so that if you follow along and make these decisions, I am so sure that you will improve your life and live the epic life you deserve. Okay, so let's pretend someone came to you, a woman that's been going through a lot, and she tells you that she just wants to change her life and she wants to live her best life. What would be the advice that you would give her? I would paint the vision for her how that would look like, right? And so that would be like the temp, say we're at version 1.0 of Donna right? What, what would version Donna 2.0, the upgrade, how would she think? How would she be acting? What would she do differently? What, how would she think differently? 
right? These are the skills that I teach my clients. And um, of course, there's more to that. But basically, it depends on how you work with a coach. There are groups where you're um, really aiming for a same goal, or there's private one-on-one coaching. And usually private coaching is where a coach takes you wherever you are. If you're having certain thoughts about life, um, about family, work, or just life in general, it's really always made up of our thoughts. And our thoughts, the good news is you can think immediately a new thought every second. Right. The th- our thoughts are very, very, very important. So when you were, that was the book that you have coming out. What about the last one? Because you are all, you are a best, you are international bestseller. Yes. Um, so the other book that we have is The Rising Sisterhood. That is also a co-authored book. It's also, there's also 18 of us where we come together to tell our story again to inspire. So that's called The Rising Sisterhood. And that was a fun project we did again in the pandemic where we just donate all the proceeds. So uh, it makes us feel good. And I want you to feel good in everything that you do daily. Okay. All right. So a lot of times with us, when we, the way we, you know, we came up, we pretty much learned by experience. We had to go through a lot of things. Like you said, sometimes you got to get, have your confidence broken to realize what's really going on. My next question to you is how do you teach your children to be this way from the beginning as opposed as opposed to the way we are reactive perfect again they're watching they are a mirror of you right i always say this like I can totally be a parenting coach if I wanted to. I feel like I've never had a parenting problem because I just don't see problems. These are circumstances. Everything that happens in life are simply circumstances, but you get to decide if it's negative or positive. So if I don't yell at her, she doesn't speak loudly to me. I speak to her, you know, we have a really good relationship. She's like my little BFF. So she's watching, right? And and so now in those certain moments, if I raise my boys, it's just like, mommy, that's scary. You're raising your boys. So you see, if you are, you know, making a routine or showing her how it should be, She's going to see that and she will mirror it back so that she mirrors those reactions and actions from her. So that's what I get from her respect and confidence as well. And she sees how I react to situations, right? And she sees how I react to negative situations as well. So you're going to be thrown life uh, in life curveballs, remember? But how do you react to them what are your thoughts right if you are saying certain things that are negative after certain circumstances happen they're gonna learn it then if those circumstance in the in the future arises they're going to have the same reaction so 
So it's really a learning experience. It's experience, right? Do self reflection to see how you can improve yourself, and in turn, that's going to reflect in your kids. My favorite question of the day is: If you could go back to seventeen-year-old Lucy Lou and give her some advice about life, and so you talk to yourself and you give her advice about life, what would you tell her? Oh, you were broken up a little bit. I know you asked me what would I tell my seventeen-year-old self. Well, at seventeen years old age, you still have a lot of room and space for mistakes. So make bold moves. Make as many bold moves as you can, and not worry about what your friends or society is telling you. Just go out there and go get you know get your dreams. I love it. Okay. So, can you let everybody know how they can follow you? Absolutely. So, come say hello. I'm on social, especially very active on Instagram. Just come say hi at M S L U C Y L I U Miss Lucy Lou, and that's actually my same handle across all social media platforms. And、um, search for the Lucy Lou Show anywhere you listen to podcast. That's L U C Y L I U, the Lucy Liu show. And what days do you drop your podcast? Every Thursday, weekly doses of inspiration, fairly short, anywhere between ten to twenty minutes, a filling station for your mind, business, and life. Perfect. I love it. So I want to thank you, Lucy Liu. You have been a breath of fresh air. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for giving us some advice. And I'm sure I will have you back on because I always get questions after I air the episode. They always have questions, so I definitely want to have you back to talk a little more. Thank you all again for watching. Thank you for sticking with us. I hope you all had enjoyed. Lucy Liu, is there anything you want to say? Thank you again for having me, Donna. And if you are listening, watching, wherever you are, just remember that more blessings are coming your way. Believe it. I love it. If the law stays the same, I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>